0: Alright, say good morning. Let us begin. we are continuing today Mirz Hashem in Parag Yud Alif in Mesilasi Sharim titled Biprote Midas Hanakius, the details of the Mida of Nikius. We're picking up today Monday, twenty-seventh of Cheshvan, the twenty-first of November. I sent out the PDF on the uh, on the chat as well. And the Ramchal writes as follows. V'inyan hanikima Remember again. Right now, we are in the midst of Dramchal going through the interpersonal Averos that often we struggle with and don't even realize that it is that sometimes we're we're engaging in sinful behavior. I would say, I think one of the most you know, profound lines that Dramchal had in yesterday, she, everyday profound lines in yesterday, she, one of the most profound lines was this idea that these things that we're discussing now are often things that require us to go against our nature, right? The Teva of man is to behave a certain way, and yet the Torah demands us to go against our nature and behave in a different way. So he says, mm-hmm. so we'll say, Everyone knows about Nekema, Nekema, Nekema is revenge. Nitira, I don't know what the good English refrain, Netira, is well is, but like nitira is almost like harboring animosity or a grudge. So just just to give you the the example that that Rashi, that Rashi well actually this says nikima What's revenge? Revenge is you didn't do something for me, so therefore I'm not going to do something for you. Oshaharalo kvar unitira beis shehu Aza The karmin harasha asalo. on the other hand, harboring animosity or a grudge, ultimately, again, is reminding the person of the misdeed they committed to you, even when you're doing something good to them. So I give you the example that Rashi uses. So Rashi says like this: I go over to I go over to Ruvain on the Paskin Torah. I go over to her and say, Ruven, lend me your axe. Ruvain says, No. Says no. A few weeks later, Ruven comes to me and says, Could I borrow your lawnmower? And I say, no, you didn't lend me your axe. I'm not lending you my lawnmower. That's revenge. That's Nikoma. What's Natira? I go over to Ruven and say, Ruven, can I buy your axe? He says, no. He comes over to me a few weeks later. Can I borrow your lawnmower? And I say, of course you can, because I'm not a jerk like you. Right? In other words, so, so what I'm doing is I'm going ahead and I'm giving him the item. But what I'm clearly doing is, I'm holding on to the anger and animosity from the previous. So again, I say that sometimes, the, the, sometimes the second thing is worse than the first. You know, they, they just give me a straight out, no, is one thing. You know, we've all been in that situation. Sure, I'll do this for you because I'm essentially a better person than you are. Right? So that that's natira. That's natira. So he says ulufi. The boss says incredible ulufi shayetzar holy chomar siach so we'll say the way it works is the yetzer, in other words, man's inclinations. And really in this case over here, Yetzir also means like a certain level of passion. We're, we will say human beings are are by definition emotional feeling beings. We're emotional feeling beings. And those emotions and those feelings are often very sensitive. And so what happens? When someone wrongs me, when someone wrongs me, it's, it's so fascinating. At the end of the day, there's a piece in me that I don't want to let go of that pain. I don't want to let go of the pain. He says, I want to hold on to it in some way. So we'll say, by the way, we're going to delve into this. Why is it that when people get hurt right? Reuven hurts me. Why is it that like I cling to that pain? It's so fascinating. In other words, we all, we all do this in different ways. That's why letting go of a grudge, letting go of animosity, not taking revenge is so hard, not to, maybe not the revenge part as, mar- as much, is so hard because I'm unwilling to let go of the pain. On, on a deeper subconscious level, we often associate letting go of pain with forgiveness, if I let go of my anger or pain towards you, that means that I've forgiven what you've done. Now the truth is, that's false. That, that's incorrect. I let go of my pain and anger, nothing to do with you, because of me. Right? Forgiveness is something that is earned. Ruben goes ahead and hurts me, hurts me. So ultimately, again, if Ruben comes over to me and is sincerely apologetic, I should forgive him. And then, and then there's a mitzvah to forgive. The fact that the Torah tells me, don't take revenge, the Torah tells me, don't harbor animosity, that's not for Reuven. That's not for Reuven, i will say, who is that for? Who is that for? That's for me. That's for me. That's HaKadosh Baruch Hu telling me it must be exhausting, schlepping along all of that emotional baggage, Every single step of the way, you're angry at this one, you're upset at this one, you're disappointed in this one. It's hard to keep track of whose baggage belongs to who, right? Who's baggage belongs to you, know, like, you ever, you know, when you're at the airport and you're waiting for your luggage and, you know, there's that guy, there's that guy at the conveyor belt who thinks every single bag is his, right? He takes it off, and then he looks at it, puts it back. You feel bad for him? like it's exhausting, so much schlepping. How many of us schlep around baggage that the truth is that it doesn't have to be associated with me? But Lamaise, I'm taking with me all throughout life. He goes on, he says, so the Yatzer, right, the Yatzer, almost like demands of me to hold on to some vestige of that animosity or hatred or pain. And if I can't hold on to a, a lot, I'll at least hold on to a little. So we say so What does Yitzhara say? So right. Ruvain, I asked Ruvain for something, right? And now Ruvain said no. Now Ruvain's coming to me. So of course, what does the answer say? Well, again, I'm, I'm, I'm a good guy, so of course I'm going to give him, even though he didn't give me. But uh, it's important. We'll say, Isn't he, don't we say this? it's important for me to teach him a lesson, right? We're, we always like to teach people lessons. Right? It's, it's important for me. I, I shouldn't just give it to him like nothing. Like like everything's okay. Because not everything is okay. How is Ruvein ever going to learn? Right? Unless, of course, I, the Rebbe, right? I'm the, I'm the life Rebbe for everyone, right? Unless I go ahead and kind of give him, a, I'm, I remain a little bit braggio, so I am a little bit upset. This way he knows that what it is that he did is incorrect. Or if I'm not going to go ahead and hurt him or harm him, at least I shouldn't be like, beneficent in my in my in the way that I give in the way that I do good for him. And I'm not gonna help him a lot. Oh, Or if I'm gonna help him, I'm not gonna help him in his presence. Oh, Or I'll help him, but I'm gonna remain a little bit of aloof and distant. As I say to myself, I rationalize to myself, as long as I'm not enemies with Ruvein that's good enough. And if I'm going to be friends, we're not going to really be friends. And I'm going to say all of this is often. It's the now again here when he says yetsir, I don't think he just simply means Yatsahara. He means like this is the passionate feeling side of me. So the passionate feeling side of me says that when I've been hurt. I, I need in some way to like give it to the other individual in some way. In some way. I will say, and again, he described a lot of different things. Sometimes here it's active, and sometimes it's a bit more passive aggressive. But I almost feel like it's my obligation to give back some of that negativity in kind. And again, that's where the Torah comes along and says. He says, "Mashu mishdad lefachos fachos esli." But I Torah. V'kole la kol vichlabol. V'yaphtol re'echa kamocha, kamocha. But listen, what does the Torah say? The Torah says, "Love your fellow Jew." Now, both say there are qualifications to this statement as well. And the Torah says, "Love your fellow Jew." Remember again the way Hillel describes that is "Madasoni alecha lechaver savid." It doesn't have to mean that you love everyone. What does it mean? What does it mean? Don't visit harm upon other people. The way you want to be treated, treat other people. I don't have to be friends with everyone. What I can't do is walk around harboring animosity towards people. That I can't do. That I can't do. And therefore, I will say, in that paragraph that we just read before, it's so fascinating, because it's, don't we all, we, we've all done this at some point in time. Someone's wronged me. Now they need something from me. I know, at least I'm self-aware enough to know I can't act like they acted towards me. So I'm gonna do the right thing and help them out. But like, I almost feel like it's important that in some way I make it clear that I'm not gonna treat them like they treated me. I'm gonna make it clear that somehow I have to remind them of their, of, of, of their misdeed. That somehow it's not okay for me to pretend like nothing ever happened before. I have to do something. And I both say, Chesh Baruch says, why? Just let it go. Just let it go. You don't have to be friends with the person. You don't have to love the person. You don't have to run out of your way to have a cashier with the person. But why hold on to anything? What 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 good are you doing by holding on? Love your fellow Jew like you love yourself, without any qualifications, without any distinctions, without any plans. Mamish, like you. I will say again, I I would just, I would just temper this just a little bit by ultimately saying again, adopting Hillel's definition of this that yahpter chal kamocha doesn't have to be unequivocal love like we think about love, but rather again, it could also just be a sense of I'm going to treat you the way I want to be treated, even though you did not necessarily treat me that way initially. I'm gonna let go what happened and ultimately do what is right by you. Ulam will say finish up. Ulam has shivuos. So we'll say so again. So that was nikima netira. So that I'm says I will say this is something that that often we just we tread upon or we transgress without even realizing, without even realizing that we've done something wrong. Next category: shavuos, right? Oaths. They will say, when it comes to taking an oath in vain, using God's name in vain, which often happens in the interpersonal context, everyone knows how careful you have to be with a Shvua, right? There will say incredible overlap now between Adafiomi and between Messiah and Everyone knows how careful you have to be. However, he says, but there are other aspects of Shavuos that sometimes people don't even realize, right? Sometimes things that I do that I don't even realize are problematic Als Shavuah. And I transgress. And I transgress. So we'll say, De'Avchal gives an interesting example of this. He says sometimes when a person says, Hain, hein, Yes, yes. "Love, Love," No, no. That could also be a form of shu. Actually, see them as The point De'Avchal is making on the surface is that sometimes... There are verbal formulations that we use that we don't even recognize are actually a form of shvuah. So we have to be careful. And we'll say, I think also on a deeper level, what Ramchal is teaching us is that what's a shvuah? What's a shvuah? A shvuah is often an affirmation of truth or a commitment, right? How many times in life do we affirm things to be true that aren't really true? Or how many times in life do we make commitments? And we don't actually honor those commitments. So if you ask me, would I ever take Hashem's name in vain actively? Of course not. But yet there are these appendages where I'm not a man of my word, where I don't follow through on my commitments, where verbally I make commitments. And again, I just, I don't, I don't back it up. That's also a problem. Ultimately, again, of taking a shivu, of taking an oath in vain. So we'll stop over here for today. Again, we're going, we'll continue to go through this list. I'm teaching us all about the various interpersonal averos that sometimes we transgress without even realizing that we're transgressing. Once again, just to establish our context and the mita of Nikios teaches us, we have to create at least an awareness, an awareness of where we may be misfiring so that we have the ability to correct it. I will say shikoyach.